I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In Jesus' name, amen. The order of the church. We thank God for the order of the church, amen. I believe that if all of us grab hold to what the order of the church is, everybody can be on one accord, we can be in unity, and we can be going after the same thing without any isms and schisms in the body of Christ. We would know what we're supposed to be doing and how we're supposed to be doing it, and that's what the order of the church is about. Last Tuesday, we went over um, how Jesus functioned in the fivefold, and we talked about Jesus as being um, an apostle, and we went over that role as him being the apostle. And I'm going to go back over that because I want to add some more to it. Um, when we look at Hebrews 3.1, it says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. So the scripture is letting us know that Jesus was an apostle. Now, we learned that an apostle was sent. He was um, a sent one, an ambassador, a diligent one that is sent forth, one that is commissioned and authorized by another to represent another, to carry out his will and purposes. So we see that Jesus was sent forth by God. Jesus was sent with the message. Jesus was sent to restore. And as Jesus would bring that message unto the earth, he's bringing restoration um, from heaven from the Father. So Jesus was sent forth of the Father. So he was an apostle. And Jesus was the chief apostle. He was the first apostle. Amen. So we want to establish that. So we gave scriptures on Jesus is above all. Colossians 1.18 says, He is the head of the body, which is the church. He is the beginning, the source of the church, the creator of all things, the beginning, the initiator of the end time resurrection. He is the first one who was raised from the dead. So in all things, Jesus had first place. So we see that Jesus is over all things. So God sent him here with a message, and that message is containing the kingdom. It's concerning the kingdom. So when Jesus was sent from God, he was sent with authority from God to execute what God was sending him for. So let's go a little bit further with um, Jesus being sent. I gave some scriptures on that. John 3.17, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that world through him might be saved. So there goes the word sent there. That sent is representing an apostle, is representing an, an ambassador, one that um, represent the one that was, that who's sending that person. John 3.34, for whom God hath sent, speaketh the words of God, for God giveth him not the spirit by measure unto him. So when Jesus was coming forth, he was speaking what the father was given for him to be speaking. John 7, 29, give you the same thing. John 17, 3 and John 17, 8. I know it's a lot of scriptures, but I want to break down that word sent. That's what an apostle is do, uh, supposed to do. They are sent from God. That's what it means. They are sent forth as ambassadors. So Jesus was sent. So we know that he walked in the role of an apostle. Now, I did go through other scriptures that showed you that Jesus did not just step into that. 
Remember, Jesus walked the earth as a man. He walked the earth in the flesh. So walking the earth as a man, even though he was sent by God with that message concerning the kingdom to give um, the people on earth the message that his father was given unto them, Jesus had to be endued with power from on high in order to go out and do what God had called him to do. Anybody up under the fivefold, first of all, you're going to have to be endued with that power. But first, we know we got to be born again. We have to accept Jesus. But you have to have the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the evidence is speaking in tongues, so you can go forth and do what God has called you to do. If anybody is in the fivefold, which we're going to go over and start with Jesus. God is not going to put you in, in ministry without you being endued with power because without the power that's coming from on high, you will not be able to carry out the work that God would have for you to carry out. It's many people in the body of Christ that's behind the pulpit but don't have the power. And if they don't have that power behind that pulpit, they cannot do what God has sent them to do inside the church and outside as well so we're going to start here with jesus but god began to show me this now remember this when jesus was sent forth with that message y'all know what his message was repent for the kingdom of god is at hand we know the kingdom was inside of jesus and as jesus began to preach the kingdom people were receiving that kingdom message because god was setting up his kingdom here on earth but the key was Jesus um, was preparing those that would be up under him to carry that message. He had to train them. The first call was the call of disciples. Disciples are learners, learners and followers of Christ. So what he did, he chose 12 disciples. And as he chose those disciples, they were learners of him. And they learned from Jesus. They learned what God had given Jesus. God had given Jesus the message of the kingdom. And Jesus was teaching them, um, you know, the message of the kingdom. And when you look at the Sermon on the Mount from Matthew 5 to Matthew 7, you will see how Jesus sat and he taught them the Beatitudes. And we went over this dealing with discipleship. So after they were taught all of that, I'm going to go here. He chose the um, disciples. Tonight, what I want to talk about in choosing um, those disciples, Jesus chose the 12 apostles. I'm going to go from disciple to apostle. I talked about the disciples because first they were followers of Jesus Christ. They were learners of Jesus Christ. Now, what I want you to understand is that he had more than 12 disciples in the beginning. He called those certain ones out, but he had many followers that was up under his teaching. But Jesus, when he prayed and he was seeking the Father, that's when he ordained those apostles. So let's start here. Let's look at Luke 6, 12 through 16. Luke 6, 12 through 16. And it's saying, and it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples, and of them he chose twelve, whom also he named apostles. So verses 14 through 16 is giving you the name of those disciples which Jesus called later on apostles. So we see here 
that it was a lot of disciples. It was more than 12 disciples. But out of all his disciples, he chose 12 apostles. Um, I'm reading verse 13 again so we can see what's going on. At daybreak, he called together all of his disciples and chose 12 of them to be apostles. So it was a lot of followers that was following Jesus Christ. Why am I saying this? Remember in Ephesians, it says that he gave some apostles. That means that everybody who followed him, they were not meant to be apostles. He gave some apostles, just like he had many disciples around him, many people that was learners, many of them that followed him, but he chose specific ones, which was 12, to be his apostles. So I want everybody to understand that everybody in the church, that don't mean that just because we got a full house that the majority of them in here are apostles. It does not mean that because that is a call from God. God will specifically call the apostles that he want to call. And I'm going to go over this too. Just because there are many apostles, they function differently. That's what we're going to learn too. All apostles do not function the same. So if anybody got a title of apostle, then they may have that title, but they function differently because you're going to have some that function in this area and you're going to have some that don't function in this area. And we're going to prove that in scripture later on. So I'm going to tell you, the order of the church is going to take a good little minute. And the reason why is because we have the church so much out of order with man's way of doing things, with man's way of choosing people that they're putting in place that God did not tell them to put in place. We have to go by what the word of God tell us to do. And as we go by the word of God, the order of church would be the way God will have it to be after his pattern. Now, Jesus chose these apostles. Jesus, are the, Jesus is the one that put them in place. So as those apostles began to follow Jesus, guess what? Jesus began to teach them concerning the kingdom, how the kingdom operated. Why did Jesus do this? Because Jesus was laying down this message that God was giving him to those apostles. Why? Because when Jesus got ready to go be with the father, the apostles had to take his position, which was apostle, and carry it out through the earth. Now, I'm going to get to the point where when people say that there are no more apostles, those apostles, when all of them was wiped out, there are no more, there's truth in that, and we're going to get to that. These 12 that was chosen as apostles, these are the ones when you get in Revelation that's standing there before the Lamb, the 12 apostles, those are the mean ones right there. Those are the ones that were eyewitnesses of Jesus, that saw everything that he'd done, the time he was on earth and the time he left. I never saw all that. So we got to understand why they say they were done away with. And that's what we're going to go into study about because people are getting confused to say, no, 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 it's still apostles. Yes, it's still apostles. But these 12, you ain't going to find no more. They're gone. They are gone. And we're going to get proof on that too. You are not going to find Peter, James, and John down here no more. That's why it means that they're gone. If y'all find them down here, you better find out why you still here. <laughs> to be honest with you. If, if y'all see any of them down here, just ask the Lord, why am I still here? Jesus must have came and I must be in something that I'm supposed to be in at this time. So we see that he chose those 
apostles. Now, this is what he did when he chose those apostles. I want you to catch this. Go with me to Luke 9, verse 1 through 6. I'm reading out the Amplified. Now, this is what Jesus did. Then Jesus called together the 12 apostles and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. When we look in the King James and we look at that same verse, and I'm going to tell you why the Amplified um, put it in here like this. In the King James, it's saying he called together his disciples. And we know disciples are followers of Jesus Christ, right? Learners of Jesus Christ. In the King James, it said he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. Understand this. When we see this, that's saying disciples, when you get down into the scripture, you're going to understand that those disciples became apostles because it's going to come together to let you know, wait a minute now, she's telling me that these disciples were apostles. So why is she calling them apostles here in the word is saying disciples? I'm going to show you. So it said he sent them to preach the kingdom of God, to heal the sick. And he said unto them, take nothing for your journey, neither staves nor script, neither bread, neither money, neither have two coats apiece. And whatsoever house you enter into, there abide and thence depart. And whosoever will not receive you when you go out of the city, shake off the very dust from your feet for a testimony against them. And they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Now I want you to look at verse 10. Now listen what verse 10 is saying. And the apostles, when they were returned, told him all that they had done. And he took them and went aside privately into a deserted place belonging to the city called Bethesda. So when we're talking in um, Luke 9, 1, this is referring to those apostles. Because these are the ones that he sent out. And they come back up to to him telling them um, everything that was done. But this is what Jesus did with those um, apostles. Remember, God has sent Jesus to the earth. He sent him to the earth with a message. An apostle is sent forth. So when you look at an apostle, what they're going to do, they're going to, Jesus is the foundation, so they're going to lay that foundation. They're not going to lay any other foundation except the one that's already laid, which is Jesus Christ. So as those apostles spent time with Jesus, they got to know all about Jesus. And everything that they knew about Jesus, whom he represent, what he done, that's what they were going to go preach about. They're preaching concerning the kingdom. Jesus is the one that brought the message concerning the kingdom. And in order to be a part of this kingdom, you got to accept his death, burial, and resurrection. You got to um, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. They spent time with the Savior. They called him Master. Healing came through Jesus. Deliverance came through Jesus. So everything that Jesus done while he was on earth with those apostles, this is what they were left to do after Jesus went to be with the Father. This is how Jesus wanted it to be. God told his son, I'm sending you down here to earth to restore. I want you to restore my kingdom here on earth. I want them to know what the kingdom of God is supposed to be on earth. So I have to have you as a delegated authority. I'm giving you my authority. So what God did, he said, son, you're going to represent me on earth. Everything that's going on in heaven, I'm giving you the authority 
to represent it here on earth. When they see you, they see me. That's just how it works. So this is what Jesus was telling those disciples. He said, I'm giving you power, meaning I'm giving you the right to rule here on earth. I'm giving you the right to use my name wherever you go. So when they see you, they should see me. See, that's just how important that is. So each time those those apostles done things, they done it according to the authority that was given unto them. They were ambassadors. They was representing Jesus Christ just as if he was right here on earth. Okay, okay I'm going to give you an example. Say I cannot go... Um, to a church but say I say okay I can't make it but I'm gonna send Manny I'm gonna send Manny to that church I suppose I have a meeting at that church and they're asking me to come so I said you know what Manny I want you to go in my place so Manny goes in my place and I don't have to tell Manny anything the reason why I don't have to tell Manny anything is because if he's representing me he know all about me because he know what I teach he know what I'm about so if I'm sending Manny to represent me in that meeting, when Manny sit down and they look at him and say, where is Apostle Amanda? Manny going to say, you're looking at her except I'm a man. Because he's representing me because I represent Christ. He's following me as I follow Christ. So everything that I would do, Manny's going to do it like I would do it because what I have taught him is how I've been taught from who? From Jesus. I've been taught the word of God. I've been given the message to give you guys. So the same message I'm giving y'all is supposed to be the same message that Manny is going to present. It does not supposed to be any different except it's going to be coming from a man and God is going to give it to him in the way that Manny can bring it, but we have the same message. So when people say, no, I don't want you. I want Apostle Amanda. Well, you don't want Jesus. Because both of us represent him. We represent the kingdom. She trusts me enough to know that I can bring to you what's needed for this meeting. So this is how it's supposed to be. Those apostles walked with Jesus so much. When they came in on the scene, remember when um, they told them not to preach no more in the name of Jesus. They say, I'd rather obey God than obey man. But this is the catch. They say, these men are unlearned. But they said, through what they have done, we know that they have been with Jesus. See, they recognized what Jesus did when he was on earth, and these apostles was doing the same thing. So they said, they've been with Jesus. And this is how it's supposed to be with us. We're supposed to represent the kingdom to the point of that people know who we've been with. This is why an apostle, what apostle does, that apostle come in and lay down that foundation. That apostle is an ambassador, ambassador sent forth from God to make sure that the church is in order, to make sure it's running the way it should be run, like the kingdom is run. So this is why Jesus taught those apostles the way that he was taught of the father and as long as they lined up with that same message they would get the same result so this is the problem with the church we got too many chiefs we got too many people putting themselves in place instead of being in the place that they were positioned to be in so this is my job and I don't know if anybody if y'all supposed to know me but I can be at home, and I know when the church is out of order. Because several people get calls and say, this ain't right. 
I need for that to be fixed and don't have to be in the church because an apostle, they know the vision. They know order. They know how things supposed to be set up and, and how, you know, the kingdom supposed to operate. So I can come in here and get all up in Miss Deborah business. <laughs> you know why I can get in Miss Deborah business? Because I've been processed. God has processed me for the position that I'm in today. So if I go to Miss Deborah's desk and the Holy Spirit is unctioning me, I can say, Miss Deborah, now that right there, that ain't right. We need to check that. Uh, apostle is going to keep order. Uh, apostle is going to make sure things are carried out the way it's supposed to be carried out through the word, word of God. They're going to carry out the um, purpose and the will of God here on earth. They're going to make sure things are in order. And see, an apostle is really hated. And the reason why they are hated because they don't back down. They are an ambassador. They are a representative of the kingdom. And if the, if the church is not operating according to kingdom, they come in there and flip that church over. That's why my title is to root up, to tear down, to build, and to plant. Because as an apostle, I'm going to come in there and root it up and let you know that's not the foundation. That's not how the church supposed to be run. We're supposed to do it according to kingdom, not according to tradition. That's out of order. So you got to come in here and you got to uproot. Once you uproot, you can begin to do what? Build. You can begin to what? Plant. That's what my duty is. So people that know me, they think they know me, but if you knew the um, calling of an apostle, the ministry of an apostle, people wouldn't get mad. They would know that when I come in, this is what is going to happen. Um, I think some people went to the um, women's conference. Can anybody tell me what I've done for 30 minutes? Who, who went? Can anybody tell me what I've done for almost 30 minutes and what did it look like? Who was there? Athea, what did I do? Come up here, please. The reason why I'm illustrating this is because you got to be able to recognize these giftings in the body of Christ. You got to be able to recognize how they operate so you will know um, who you up under. She taught on the calls, uh, the working of the ministry, and we saw the demonstration of, of the manifestation of what she taught on because she was talking taught on how some people have titles but God didn't give them that title or they haven't been taught to carry that title or if you're stepping out before God has equipped you for that title and when she taught on that like you know for a pastor an apostle and preacher the fivefold and then we saw the manifestation of that when we sat there and some of the teachers came forth we saw the manifestation of what she taught on of how some people are, have a title and they're not equipped for that title. Now, Athea, what was the first thing I said? Knowing what? Knowing who you, who are. you are in Christ. Right. For, well, I think I finished before 30 minutes. But I was giving them the foundation. Yes, you were. That's right. what an apostle does. An apostle go in that church and they lay down that foundation and that opens your eyes to let you know it was a woman's conference. But guess what? We got to start with the foundation. 
We got to start with knowing who you are now that you're in Christ. So when you know me, if I go into a place, no matter what kind of conference they're going to have, I got to start off with the foundation, which is Jesus Christ. So as I'm doing that and as I'm training you and raising you up, our language should be the same. It shouldn't be no different. Why? Because if you are up under me, when you go out and you begin to teach, when you begin to go out and tell them about Jesus, they're going to know who you connected to. They're going to know what you are part of because all of us are talking the same thing. So this is what Jesus did with those apostles. They had to represent him here on earth. And as they represented him, they knew who they'd been with. Because they represented him. So these were the apostles of the lamb. Jesus is the lamb. They were the apostles of the lamb. So when we look in here, even with the apostles, did they not have to be equipped, y'all? Go with me to John, um, the 20th chapter. Okay, and I want you to look at verse 20. This is when Jesus um, had come back. Let's look at 19, John 20, 19. It says, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had said so, he showed unto them his hands and his side, Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father, I want y'all to catch it, have sent me, even so send I you. That's an apostle. So he was letting them know, as the Father has sent me, he said, I'm sending you. So he was setting them up right then as to be an apostle. So that's what I want to show you. Jesus was sending those disciples just like the father had sent him, but they were apostles. Let's look at another scripture here. And I want to give you an example in the Old Testament to let you know how um, those apostles was a representative of Jesus Christ. So when they, everywhere they went, they represented him. They had that authority to act on his behalf. This is why it said that he gave them power and authority that first word power mean he gave them the right to go into in his name then that next word um power mean i mean authority mean deutimus that mean that power come from on high to cast out demons to do all of that but jesus gave them the right to use his name to represent him here on earth i'm gonna give you a scripture in the old testament that's gonna give you that also go with me to genesis 24 Verses 2 through verse 6. Genesis 24, verses 2 through verse 6. And I'm reading out the Amplified. And Abraham said to the eldest servant of his house, Elzar of Damascus, who ruled over all that he had, I beg of you, put your hand under my thigh, and you shall swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and earth, that you will not take a wife for my son, from the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I have settled. But you shall go to my country and to my relatives and take a wife for my son Isaac. Now, this is what's happening in this scripture. Abraham is trusting his servant, which is um, Elzar. 
Yeah, he's trusting his servant to go out on his behalf. He's going to be a representative of Abraham. Is that Abraham? Yeah, he was going to represent Abraham. So as he went out, he was representing Abraham. Abraham was sending him out to represent him to get a wife for his son Isaac. So that's what you look at as an ambassador. He was going out in his name. He was a servant in his house. Don't you know a servant in, in someone's house know all about that person? They, he had got to know Abraham. He had got to know Abraham's ways. He knew everything that Abraham had. So Abraham said, now I'm releasing you to represent me. He was sending him. I want you to represent me on the behalf of finding a wife for my son. And he told him, this is where I want you to go. So that's what an ambassador does. It, that ambassador represents the one that um, is sending him. And I want to look at another one. Go with me to Acts 1, 20 through 22. Now, remember, um, they had 12 apostles, right? Remember when Jesus in Acts 1, he sent them all in the upper room, right? There was um, women in that upper room with the men. There was 120 of them in that upper room. But there were only 12 apostles. Remember Judas Iscariot? What happened to him? He hung himself. So that means that that office was left open. That function, that office was left open. So Peter said, this is what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to choose someone to take that office of Judas Iscariot. So this was the qualifications for that office. Now look at the qualifications in Acts 1, 20 through 22. For in the book of Psalms, it is written, let his place of residence become deserted and gloomy and let there be no one to live in it again. Let another take his position of overseership. So one of the other men who had a, so one of the other men who have accompanied us, apostles, doing all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us from the baptism of John at the outset until the day when he was taken up from among us, one of these men shall join with us and become a witness to testify his resurrection. It could not be anyone that did not partake in being with Jesus from the time that Jesus had um, trained those disciples on, on to the time that Jesus had left to go back to heaven. That was the stipulation for the one that would take that place. So they had to be witnesses of Jesus being here on earth and when Jesus went to be with the Father. This is why I say these were the apostles of the Lamb. They were witnesses. They were eyewitnesses. They're the ones that saw Jesus. They're the ones that walked with Jesus. They're the ones that talked with Jesus. They were eyewitnesses. Now, we're going to get into the other apostles like Paul. Paul didn't walk with him. We're going to talk about what his apostleship means. These apostles here were the apostles of the Lamb. They were eyewitnesses of him. This is why that office that Judas Iscariot um, was not in anymore, the one that was chosen had to be the one that was with Jesus from the beginning on up to the time he went to be with the Father. Why? Because everything that they knew, that person had to know. So this is why it's so important in the church, and I believe so many people get upset because when I tell Miracle Temple, you need to be a part of what we're doing. You need to 
be taught the same thing. You need to be in Clem School to know what I'm teaching so that way when we're doing things, everybody can be on one accord. And let's say we're doing something in Clem School, and let's say Teresa haven't showed up for three Clem Schools and haven't bothered to find out what we've been teaching. Let's say we have a seminar and we coming together and we teaching principles and somebody come up to Teresa and say, Teresa, um, I want to come to Clem School, but what is your apostle teaching? What, what, what is she teaching? What are you learning? What was the last um, teaching that you had? What is Teresa going to say? I don't know. But then Jennifer is sitting there, and all of a sudden Jennifer is listening and she's hearing, and she began to expound from the time we had the first teaching even up to the last teaching. And it was so good that they're saying, I want to be a part of that. Why? Because she's sharing. She's participating in the teaching that I'm giving. So we all on one accord. And people um, that you meet, when you begin to expound on what you're learning, they'll begin to say, wow, I didn't know that. I would like to be a part of that. And then you begin to tell them, this is the times that we have it, but if you can't catch it at that time, check us out live. This is what the Lord told me today. He said, whatever you put in you, he said, that's what's going to come out of you. And that's what you're going to talk about. So if somebody come up to you and they may ask you a question and you are so full of the word, what's going to come out of you? The word. He said, because that's what you're full of. The Holy Spirit is going to bring back to you what you have already deposited. It's just like a computer. You put nothing in, you're not going to get anything out. And then that computer, too, you have to go in and, and take out stuff, and then you have to put in new stuff because sometimes that stuff don't function, but we know the word functions all the time. But we're going to have to make sure that we're on the same accord. That, that's what unity is. It's being on the same accord. And, and I'm reminded of this. You can be in this room right now tonight. You're getting the same teaching. But when somebody asks you, what have I taught, you don't even know and been right in here. Sitting right there all the time looking at me like a deal with headlights. But then they ask you, well, what did the apostle teach last night? Well, let me think about Then you change the subject because you, you know you don't know. Well, I, I can't recollect that. Can't even tell them where to go to get a refresher course because you're just sitting here. But when you take these teachings and you go back and you meditate on the teachings... And you go into the word of God and get it into you for yourself, it's going to start flowing out like a fountain. And people are going to know what you're receiving because we're going to be on one accord. We're going to be in unity. So this is what the apostle does. The apostle come in here and lay the foundation is, is an ambassador sent forth of God to deliver the message concerning Jesus Christ, concerning the kingdom of God. And they make sure that the church is um, in order making sure that the church is run um, by the um, will and the purposes of God, by the word of God. An apostle can come in a place and sit there and say, ah, uh, that's wrong. That, that's, that's not how it's supposed to be. So that apostle is going to make sure that that church is operating the way that God would have that church to operate. That's that rooting up and that tearing down. 
Let me give you another one with the uh, apostle. An apostle governs. An apostle governs. And we're going to look at um, something that will show you how an apostle governs. That is commissioned to maintain his government in their assigned spheres. That means that if, um, remember in our vision it says that we shall establish churches. That means that, let's say God send me to a house that is full of tradition. And he's sending me in that house to get that house back in order. How am I going to do it? First of all, I'm representing who? I'm representing the kingdom. So I'm going to bring kingdom principles in that house to let them know how the church is supposed to run, the order of the church. That means that I'm governing. I'm bringing God's will into into the church. And as I do that, I'm establishing that church according to the kingdom. That's a church I have established according to the kingdom because that church was not run according to the kingdom. It was run according to the traditions of men. So God is sending me in that house to uproot things that are not right to build and to plant. He's sending me in there to overthrow. I'll give you an example. Jeremiah. Jeremiah was sent by God to those nations to uproot, to build, to plant, to overthrow. Was he not? He was sent with a message from God. And this is what happens, y'all, when um, in the Bible it talks about those divided kingdoms and how they were divided. What was happening was when they would leave out of the territory, or when that territory was invaded by an enemy, what the enemy would do, he would take out um, Israel and he would put the enemy in that territory And some of Israel will be mixed in that. And what happens is Israel is learning their ways. So they're setting up their kingdom the way they want their kingdom to be set up. So what God does, he brings somebody in like an apostle or like someone that like Jeremiah. And he'd be sending in the word of God, his word, the way it's supposed to be to overturn that darkness, to overturn what God did not orchestrate. This is how it's supposed to happen. See, people get mad because they say, you ain't coming in my church, just ain't your church. It's his, this is why I, I have Darlene and everybody ask people, do we have free course? Meaning that, are we able to operate according to the spirit? Can we be led by the spirit of God when we come to your house? Not to rule your house, but to give you what the spirit has given us for that house. They'll say, yes, you got free course. So, of course, if they give me free course, I'm going to do what God tell me to do. I'm going to use this for an example again. I'm using myself. Before I even stepped into apostleship, I told y'all this before about a church, and God told me to do a thing for chicken, fish, and donuts. Y'all remember that? He was telling me to do that, to bring that into, um, you know, the church, the people. So as I didn't know what God wanted, but I was obedient. When we got into there, God was turning that church upside down. He was uprooting things that was wrong, you know, dealing with the church, the people of God. The pastor was right behind me in full agreement, had no problem. After the message was finished, she got up and say, it's the truth. I was going to sell fish. I was going to sell chicken to pay our rent. And now I know that I don't have to do that. I have to trust God. 
So see, this is what God does with an apostle. He'll send that apostle in to bring correction unto the body of Christ to let them know, no, this is not the foundation. This is not the um, foundation that should be laid in this house. So he's bringing correction. He's overthrowing things. So the next, that's what um, govern mean, is bringing in to that sphere and to that house the way God will have for that house to be run, the order of that house. And it's according to the kingdom. I'm going to give you another one. And I love, um, this is Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 2. Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 4 through 6 now this is what an apostle does also y'all know that the walls were torn down and the walls needed to be built back up and Nehemiah got word of what was going on and a burden fell on Nehemiah he was so concerned about building those walls he began to go into prayer on the behalf of Jerusalem an apostle will have a burden for the people of God An apostle is always, you know, seeking the Lord to find out, God, how can I orchestrate this? God, how can I put this in place? God, what do you need for me to do with this? This is what Nehemiah was doing. And look what Nehemiah said in Nehemiah um, verse 4. Then the king said unto me, for what does thou make request? So I prayed to the God of heaven, and I said unto the king, if it please the king, and if thy servant have found favor in thy sight, that thou would send me, there go the word send, that's an apostle, unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sculpture, that I may build it. And the king said unto me, the queen also sitting by him, but how long shall thy journey be? And when will thou return? So it pleased the king to send me, and I set him a time. Nehemiah was sent out. And as Nehemiah was sent out, he was sent out as an ambassador. And he was sent from the king because he had to get permission from the king. So as he was sent out, guess what? Letters were sent even to the ones that needed to help Nehemiah to do the work of building those walls. Now, y'all know, even with Nehemiah, he was a governor because Nehemiah was the one that was putting people in place to um, build those walls. So he was orchestrating the whole thing, telling them what to do and telling them how to do it. That's what apostle does. Apostle come in here and build. Apostle build because apostle have that vision to build. Apostle pioneer. I'm going to give y'all a whole list of stuff that an apostle does. And then you can um, quit doubting who I am. Because, see, some people right in this house doubt who I am and don't have no respect for who God has called me to be. I done threw it out there at you. It's no respect for this one. So I'm going to give you a whole list of things that an apostle does, and then that way we can just let you lay prostrate out here in front of this altar and say, oh, Lord, forgive me. That's me. Mm -hmm. When you understand what God has sent me to do, as in an apostle, yeah, be some repenting. Because when you don't know, you come against not me, but you're coming against him. Because it is his work that God has called me to do. So we have learned that an apostle is an ambassador. He's a representative of who? Of Jesus Christ. He's the one that's sent out, you know, with orders. And that apostle is going to carry out those orders of Jesus Now, me personally, myself, when I go, I don't go for me. 
It ain't about me. It's all about him. So when he send me, me is out the way. I'm just going to do what he tell me to do, whether people like it or not. Sometimes I have people say, I can't believe you said that. Oh, I didn't. He said it. He just used me to say it. See, this is what's wrong with people today. An apostle is not coming down off of his commission. If you go in the word of God and study these apostles out, they did not come down. Whatever God sent them to do, that's what they done. And people was trained under them to do the same thing. So you're going to find the same pattern with the ones that they trained. This is why you got to know your position. You got everybody in the body of Christ supposed to be presenting the same message. You just getting taught from apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. Those are the fivefold in the church that teach you, that equip you to help you get in those positions that you need to be in to carry out the plan and the purposes of God here on earth. And that's why we still here because God want all of us to come into the unity of the faith, believe in the same thing. The unity of the faith is what Jesus believed. That's being one body. We are one body with many members, one body. So if that hand want to act up, you messing with the body. So this is why the enemy is bringing division and everybody's trying to set up their own thing. It don't work like that. So we're going to go through all of that. And y'all, I'm not even through with apostle yet. We learned that they're ambassadors, that they govern the sphere that they're in. That mean they bring order in the sphere that they're in. That mean in the church that they're sent to. They bring order to that church, and it's based on the foundation of Jesus Christ. I went over ambassador. I went over govern, and it's more to it than just that. So next week, we'll add a little bit more to it. But I wanted you to see how the first 12 that were chosen that were apostles, they were apostles of the Lamb. They were eyewitnesses of Jesus Christ. They saw him here on earth. They walked with him. And they were there when he went to be with the father. Those were the first apostles. I'm going to go into um, the apostles of the lamb. They're modern day apostles. So you're going to know each function of those apostles. So you'll know why people say apostles is not here no more. They're right. The apostles of the lamb, they're not here no more. They're right about that. But he still have more apostles here on earth. Why? Jesus went and gave these gifts to the church. Why? Because he functioned in them on earth. So he said, I'm not leaving you here on earth without those five functions. That's why he did it. Everything that he done on earth, he, he left it here on earth with men and with women that was raised up to function in these offices. Everybody cannot function in these offices. How do I know? Some people don't even come to the house of God. Some people don't even want to give. Some people don't even want to take the time out for conferences. But you want to be in the fivefold. I beg you the different. Can't even come in on time to the house of God and you want to preach and you want to teach. I don't think so. Because you got to be developed. That's what they had to be for three and a half years before, before he made them apostles. They had to watch Jesus. They had to learn from him. They had to know the ins and outs. And I'm telling you something. When we go into Peter, 
Peter carried it out well, didn't he? He was a big mouth when he walked with Jesus because Jesus was right there. When they took Jesus to be crucified, Peter was scared. Peter said, I know him not. Peter acted like he didn't know Jesus. He was the big mouth, wasn't he, Julia? He said, before that cock crows three times, you're going to deny me thrice. And he sure did. I know him not. I know him not. So this is what we do. But when he got endued with power, Peter come out with some boldness, and they knew he had been with Jesus. So this is what we're going to be learning. So I pray that I see you again next week so we can add a little bit more to this and so all of it can come together so everybody will know what an apostle does so we won't reject apostles in the house of God and we will have respect for what they do because they carry the vision of God and I think Manny last week he gave the vision dealing with miracle temple and the vision just represent kingdom they in the foundation of Jesus Christ is nothing in that vision that don't represent him that whole vision any pastor in the church supposed to have that vision based on the foundation which is Jesus Christ. It don't supposed to be no crazy mess. It's supposed to represent him. So we're going to learn all of that good stuff. Amen. To God be the glory. Go back over those scriptures. Meditate on them because I'm going to go back over them again. And then we're going to add some more to them. So we can get an understanding more of the apostles of the Lamb. Do we have any?